Kyoko's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable When you can take the pebble from my hand It will be time for you to leave Ninja, the tea party's over And welcome to the Asian Action Cast coming at ya. How's everybody doing? One. How many films did we watch? I I don't know about you guys. One I, film? <laughs> two? Uh, two? Uh, uh. First thing is I got to apologize. There's been a real big issue with the stream, like the thread. Yeah. The, whatever the hell it is, the RSS feed. Yes, I apologize, and the audio oh. quality has been a bit shady lately as well. Oh, we're going to we're going to go buy new equipment, maybe on this one as well. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Scott, tomorrow, do you maybe want to go with me? We'll go put some money on things on my credit card. Am, man. No, me. I thought I'll go buy some shit. That's all right. Gonna, go that's all right then. Gonna <laughs> drop it like it's hot. Yeah, yeah. So thank we got to do bearing. it, sir. Thank you, listeners, for bearing with us because uh, our audio quality is usually impeccable. Yeah, we thank try. You, uh, audio producers, Nathan Scott, thank you very much. I'm looking at these waves, and some are big, and some are small. Like, how am I going to hey, fix this? A good surfer rides in. I hope anyway. we can fix it in post. So tonight we did watch a movie, but before we get into it, let's go around the table. Hello, we have Mikey. Hey, hey, Rachel. Hi, Scott. Hello, Chris. Hello, and Nathan. How I'll just edit that out, and you got to speak into the microphone, you <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wouldn't be an Asian action cast if we didn't have a segue. All right. Now, tonight, it's about time that Christian chose a movie. And there's been one movie that has been banding around over and over again and always gets passed up. What movie is that, Christian? Terraform. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> JoJo's Diamond Unbreakable Bizarre Adventure. I, I don't know how you could have gotten that any wronger if you had actually tried. Just, just put all the words together and see how it goes. That's the thing. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, Chapter, chapter one. 1. Chapter 1. Oh, look, chapter 1, right? Uh, Mikey, do you want to describe this cover for me? It appears to be a man dressed in purple. <laughs> I think um, I'll add that the, the cover of the, the, cover of, um, the film... Uh, really plays on the colours a bit more, more like the manga, because the manga is quite colourful. The manga is vivid and contrasty and fabulous. Mm. The movie is also fabulous. The, the eh, movie is fabulous, good. but <laughs> the colours in the movie are, are very uh, toned can, down. Can I just say, the reason, and I'll be honest here with you, Christian, that every time I look at the cover of this film, I keep thinking this is going to be a piece of shit. I look and, at you were, it and, I, and you were not wrong, but also not right. No, I was wrong. I stand so corrected. This movie, like, if I thought this was going to be a three, it came out being like a seven. Because I look at the cover, I'm like, oh, man, the, the effects are going to be not very good. And you were right. No, the effects are awesome. It was better than I thought, but yeah, it's still not that good. All right, fine. Snap. Maybe, maybe people disagree with me. I thought it was really good. I didn't mind it. I thought there were some good bits in there. It's just that it sort of dragged, and the effects were kind of bad. I didn't know this was Takeshi Mike. 
Mickey? Whatever his Mickey. name is. Mickey. 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 I looked at the cover and I was like, oh, that doesn't look very impressive. And, uh, you know, I was like, I don't even know. I don't know what Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is. I thought it was some kind of rom-com or coming-of-age story. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. And Banter, we, we have, we have, we have gone track. astray watching Banter shit before. <laughs> so this came out in 2017. And uh, for those who don't know, I guess some of us aren't that aware of the, the Jojo's legacy. But it's a manga that's just turned into a TV show. Uh, video games, comics. Uh, it's been around a long time. Yes. What was the what, release date you said? 80 something? 87. Yeah, so it's been around for a long time. My uh, recollection of this for the first time was the video I showed you guys earlier. It's called Muda.SWF. This isn't a pre YouTube internet. It's like stick figures uh, beating each other up to the sounds of the video game. And at the end, someone gets crushed with a bulldozer. So I'll, I'll insert some of those samples in, the, in this I podcast. I believe you're fine. <laughs> Wasn't a bulldozer. What was it? It was one of those um, things that flatten roads. Steamroller. Steam thank roller. you. Yes. So Although you should know what a bulldozer is. My meme knowledge is gone. I've no, that's not meme. It. This is your work knowledge, right? You guys, you're great <laughs> in roads. We don't have bulldozers at work. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Does anybody have anything to say before we delve deep into the world of fantasy? There are lots of good looking War guys in this. All right, let's let's talk about that. <laughs> Um, people Eye in this, candy In this movie Guys and girls I reckon Is way above average looking Way I, above I will give you that They, they do um, Although I've got to say The one thing about this Is their hair distracts From everything Even the most normal Guy with the most normal Looking hair Has still got Like a couple of hours In the chair To get it looking right Yeah the hairs are Absolutely outlandish But they didn't look Like bullshit fake either like no, they pulled it off pretty well. Yeah, I think they pulled it off really well. And uh, the actual, like, it looks like they've gone, taken hours, put tubing in their hair and shit. One guy's got a hat and his hair is kind of like part of his hat. And it, to their credit, it doesn't look like absolute shit. That's where most of the budget went on hairdressers in this movie. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> CG wasn't that great. So. I, uh, I don't want to sound all pompous too late. or pious, but... Uh, there are like Pompadouris. five women in this movie, and they all look the same age, despite them being different ages. Mothers and school schoolgirls. I, w- I want my I want my joke fucking recognized. Hey. What? <laughs> What's your joke? I don't even think. Ah, ah. When you listen to this, you'll hear it. Don't leave me hanging. I don't even think there were five women in it. There's hardly any girls at all. But again, today, the, cr- <laughs> the mother, Mizuki, Alisa. Yeah. Um, the girl that do my English homework, Komatsu Nana. He's also like really, really popular model. Oh, I can see uh, why. Yeah. What band is she in? None. <laughs> oh, really? Very famous. She's an idol on her own. She yeah, have she's too she's too big to be in a band. <laughs> so, to their credit, to Takeshi uh, Miike's credit, I would sleep with all the women in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Probably some of the guys too. <laughs> Hot damn! So, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Everybody, by the way, is about uh, 1985's fit. They all look like kind of they're a bit malnourished. Perhaps the grandfather was probably ripped. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, so this is this is where I, I just want to give a little bit of diamond is diamond is unbreakable. Isn't the first part of JoJo's, even though it says chapter one on this. It's like I think it's the third, if I'm recalling right, third or the fourth. Don't look at me. Third, maybe. Um, but it starts out with his granddad. Like it's like he gets uh, Jotaro shows up at some point, and he's like, "Ah, oh, your granddad's yeah. di- like your, your dad, this guy, and I'm your nephew, and blah blah blah." Right? Jotaro, not played yeah. by Hiroyuki Sanada. So those original people, I remember them being essentially Fist of the North style lookalikes, except with like super fabulous style. 
Like they were they were buff as fuck with giant necks. Oh, what I remember. Okay, so these guys are definitely not that then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so this picks up. We meet him in a small town. No, it opens up with um, the serial killer guy. Oh yeah, it does. But it's like a, it's in a small town this time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's in a small town, and there's a guy who's eating an omelet with tomato sauce on it. And instantly, I thought he was evil because who eats an omelet with tomato sauce? Savage. <laughs> And he's in a room. He's got no eyebrows, which is another sign that he's evil as well. You know, I think um, you were the one who said this at the beginning. Like, this had a darker tone to start off with than you thought it was going to be as well. Yeah. it was. I didn't think there was going to be blood. That's why I thought from the cover, I thought it was going to be like this PG shit. Did you think it was going to be like High School Musical but with this fabulous hair? Yes. That's exactly what I thought it was going to be. And I was pleasantly surprised. I like, I like that Takeshi Mike actually grounded this, not in reality, but in kind of grit. It's a gritty film. Which actually seems kind of bullshit because there's guys with stupid hair and long coats all the time. I will give you that the, the, the lighting in this does um, does set that tone. Like when they're when they're in the family home, there's a this bright. It's it's got clean. When they're in like they're doing everything else like in dark in in buildings and stuff. There's a lot of darker lights, a lot of like not natural lights, not bright lights. Like either coming through dirty windows or it's it's in a set in a, in a darker alley or something like that with street lighting. Yeah. But the camera work's still quite clean and you can see everything in the, the set. It's well shot. This is a well, well shot film. Given, well my, shot given my cursory glances at the JoJo's franchise over the past years, I thought it would be fantastical, colourful, crazy uh, Dragon Ball. And it's more, like you said, more gritty. Yeah, yeah. More gritty city. I um, actually thought by looking at this... Um, we have a lot more comedy in it. I don't think there was much of it, anything I mean, um, to laugh at, really, was there? It wasn't like a... Some of the stands were funny. Yeah. It wasn't a... wasn't really like... It was more like a drama. This is more like a drama than a... Oh, very much so. There wasn't any... There wasn't any, many, if any, jokey jokes. Just the hair challenges? The hair challenges. And, you know, some of it's kind of funny. It's played for laughs like... You laughing at my hair? Yeah, exactly. Like the hair yeah, challenge. That was the funniest part in the beginning anyway. So, the movie opens up with this character called uh, Anjuro Katagiri, who's a serial killer. And he's got a family held hostage in a room. And essentially, the cops chase him down and he's, he gets away. He runs away. Only to be shot in the neck by an arrow. And he's like bleeding out with his bow and with well, his arrow sticking out of his neck by some mysterious character with incredible hair. It looks kind of like Charlie from Street Fighter. Or Nash, for you Americans. Um, and then he stands there. He says some bad guy monologue. Don't know what he's doing. He pulls the arrow out. But the guy, Anjuro, uh, he you know got shot in the neck. And he stands up. And then all of a sudden, the puddles just like explode. And he essentially turns into like Hydro Man, I guess. He controls water. I control water. I turn the tap on. But he actually controls water. <laughs> he makes it move and shit. You control the water bill. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Does that mean like he'll have a drink and then he'll just make it come back out again and just have endless water? Well, drinking your own piss, basically. She got to the joke first. <laughs> Where were you going with that? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's only water because I don't know if he uses juice or gravy. We know he controls all kinds of liquids. Really? Because later on, he bursts wine bottles and stuff. There's burst wine bottles and things. And but did the water just tip them over? Because if it's too viscous, at what point can he not control it? Because then how does he turn into, like, whiskey or shochu or whatever it was in the bottle? He must be able to. Yeah. I, I Maybe. Think we think about this too. Much. Anyway. Yeah. So, can then it, cu- it cuts to him being in a... What? Anyway, nothing. Can he control quicksand? Probably. Is that water? Is that dirt? Huh. Keep going. Anyway. 
So they're, they're interrogating interrogating him. The police have him, yeah. and they're interrogating him in a like a room, and they're all like, "Fuck you, you fucking fuck." But <laughs> <laughs> in Japanese, so yeah. Ra 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 ra. Oi 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 nani. And then then he um, <laughs> I think actually they do say nani because he starts there starts to be essentially rain in the in room. The room, yeah. And then he kills them, and then he leaves. What I love it. What I love about this scene is they're sitting there trying to do, you know, bad cop, worse cop, and it starts raining inside, and they've they've just started to feel it. They look up, where is this water coming from? And then the next shot is the water in the room is ankle deep. Yeah. If they spent like a good ten minutes looking up, going, oh, and he's reacting, like, eh? eh? Well, no, because the water could have risen from the floor because it's raining outside. He has that power. Don't so- put holes in my logic. Take a minute and let that sink in. <laughs> I have a challenge for you not to make this podcast longer than the movie. <laughs> it's All right. impossible. I'm trying my best. This movie was so like four we, hours. we we cut to uh, Koichi. Koichi on a bike. Yes. Who is this uh, unassuming, happy-go-lucky? Hey, boy. Yeah, tiny little. T- spoil the film. He's a kid with uh, normal but massive hair. So his hair is not sticking up in a spike. It doesn't have, like, it, it's not part of his clothing. He's just a regular kid riding on a bike. Uh, weirdly, not a fixie. It is a mountain bike across landscape that looks like it's in Europe somewhere, but with Japanese Okay, so everywhere. I did check this. It's filmed both in Japan and in Spain. I think this is cool. It gives it a unique uh, look. Like, everybody here is Japanese, but uh, it's very European setting. Yeah. So this could be some, because it's a fantastical future fantasy film, right? So this could be any random village in this universe or it could be some hidden place in japan it's, it's it makes it unique i saw cobblestones I he literally like, yeah. during this during this period he's that's what he's essentially telling us he's saying this is a city of fifty-seven thousand people it was voted the like whatever i think it was japan japan's like number second second best city to live in it's blah called, blah blah, blah. i Mor- love this town it's called moria or morio yeah. or something mori the city oh yeah 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 uh morio Mm. <laughs> kind of like Mario. And there's some weird shots where it's like, clearly they're in front of a green screen here, and there's some shots where it's clearly they're out and, you know, in the nature. In nature. So we're following Koichi, who's riding his bike, and uh, he's pretty happy. But then he's on the way to school, and he gets stopped in an alleyway by another kid. And the kid's like, Are you going to the school? 10,000 yen to get past. Actually, no, it was 5,000 yen. What's started that? with five. 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 50, it's like 50 bucks, 5,000. Probably about 60 dollars Australian now. Yeah, yeah. dollars in a shitter. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Flights there are cheap. Get them while they're hot, folks. And uh, and then he's like, oh, no, sorry, Koichi's like, no, no, I, I won't. I'll turn around. But then another guy's behind him and says, man, 10,000 to leave, son. And then they're all like looking at each other in a standoff, and then everybody stops. How much do you think you're taking to school? Did, how did you take 50 dollars to school? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No. Anyway, so um, <laughs> this is sleepers. So, <laughs> so at this point, another kid walks up, and he's got a fabulous fucking hairdo. It's pompadour and all over the place. It hangs over the front of his head, doesn't it? Yep. It's banjo as hell. Banjo. Yep. And it looks actually. You know what it looks like? It looks like a condom, like a rolled up condom, just hanging off the top of his head. All right. It is part flat top, part mullet, part condom. Park condom. And all badass. And this is uh, Kento Yamazaki. That's the name of the actor? Yes. He is Josuke Higashikata. Josuke. <laughs> Good job. And uh, yeah, he, the lead of the movie. 
He's a pretty good looking. And guy. he just walks right past and he pushes past and, and they got the the bully guys like does the Oi! deliberate deliberate shoulder bump. Does he do it? Is it deliberate? Yes, it was deliberate. He saw what was going on. Uh, okay, and he <laughs> deliberately shoulder bumped because the douchebag was kind of like, hey, and then uh, and Josuke is kind of like he does a deep bow and says, oh, I'm sorry, and that's when the douchebag is kind of like, no, 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 that's not enough, and then he insults his hair. He's like you with your freaky hair. And then the movie takes a turn. He what? The movie takes a turn once he insults his oh, hair. Never, yeah. You never insult the hair, dude. Yeah, he gets all dark and he looks with his uh, his eyes. He's got cool, like, bad eye stare. Like that thousand yard stare. He's like, what'd you call me? And then, uh, what does he do? He punches him. He invisible punches him. He uses his stand, and this yeah. is our first, like, apart from, like, the water shit. I think we should take a moment, Nathan, for you to explain what a stand is. Uh, it's like fucking magic. All right, fine. I'll fucking explain it then. <laughs> <laughs> so a stand is like a Pokemon that you have, <laughs> and you can control it, but it doesn't need to be stored in a Pokeball. It's just like... It's not a Pokemans. <laughs> it is. It's totally you a Pokemon. You can't walk around independently. No, yeah. it's it's not a it's it's part of you. Yeah, and like a Pokemon's Pokemon. aren't part of you. It's like a shitty transformer, you get out of your Pokeball. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a he's a pet. A dog is not part of you. A dog is your pet. Uh, so what's a stand? a stand? A stand is like a physical manifestation of your magic power shit. Why do you say that the first time instead of saying eh? Because what the fuck? It's magic. Who cares? Yeah. What it means is most of them look like people's, but some of them don't. Yeah. In, in this movie, most of them just look like people. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> they don't look like people. They look like bad 1960s sci-fi movie um, robots. Like they look like Ultraman, but the, the, oh, the cheap version. They look like knockoff uh, Transformers. Yeah, that would yeah. be a good way to do it. What's the name of his stand? They all have stand. Diamond. Diamond. Diamond something or other. Crazy Diamond. Crazy Diamond. It's, it's Crazy Diamond, but in the in the subtitles, it's, what is it? Shiny Shiny Diamond. Shiny Diamond. Diamond. Yeah. I was like, the, like he, the heel one's shiny. He looks kind of like Ultraman, his stand. Anyway, but you don't really see his stand yet. You just see like purple flashes. And then uh, the guy, the, the douchebag's face just explodes and he spits out blood. Uh, and then this, this introduces you to the other part of his stand or the other power of his stand, which is the ability to heal. Or fix. Or, yeah, that's probably a better way to explain it. Yeah. It fixes things. Because um, the guys land on uh, Koichi's bike and break it. Um, but after the scuffle, the douchebag's face is fine and the bike is fixed. And everyone goes along their way. And what the hell happens? Is, isn't that a character thing, though? Wouldn't it be a fantastic... Like, wouldn't it be an anti-ability to fight if, like, every time he punched it, he healed things better than they were? Like, he just goes, ah! And so they just punch it and everything's better. Like, Go away, it's, a nice, it's a nice punishment, isn't it? <laughs> Punch the shit out of somebody, then and then heal them. I gave you yeah. a nose. Job. I've got even a better. I've got better skin than I had before. So you go into a fight with a bad back and a sore foot, and you come out. I'm feeling <laughs> yeah, better now. Exactly oh, uh, right. I went to like the JoJo. I've never felt better. Thank you, <laughs> thank My you, Josuke. Clear. <laughs> you don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> um, but we'll fast forward a bit, and basically. Uh, they show off a little bit more of his stand powers when the uh, there's another serial the serial killer guy Angelo um, or Angelo he essentially goes around killing people right and he manages to that's generally what a serial killer does he, but now but now oh what's going on so Angelo possesses this uh, I don't know this unassuming kid and he turns into a serial killer he's trying to kill this chick with a knife and you know what 
Josuke is kind of a dick because he doesn't really want to get involved until his hair gets uh, teased, I guess. Uh, which kind of paints him out to be, you know, like, you have these powers, but you don't do anything with them. He's a kid. That's he's vain and egotistical. I know, I know we're in a bit of a rush, but we've covered, we just missed, like, so much fucking film. We missed a bit with the English schoolwork. We missed a bit with... Uh, that's just, like, some character yeah, export. Yeah, like, like, a little bit of exposition. No, we're not even going to talk about that. That whole thing. Let's just not worry, worry about Koichi's storyline at all. Let's just forget that he exists. It just makes Koichi out to be, like, a very naive, yeah, he's a little piece of meek... Shit. Yeah. And he's a wuss. Yes. Gets picked on. He's like Tetsuo from Blue Spring. I know that wasn't his name, but he reminded me of Tetsuo from Akira. <laughs> and then he'll probably shave his eyebrows later. He doesn't. Spoilers. But maybe he will. Um, the reason for this, uh, I, exp- I, I want to bring this up, is because this, this possessed kid is trying to stab a chick. And to save her, uh, actually, Josuke really is just avenging his hair being called shit. Um, to save her, he punches through the chick and through the back of the, the other guy and there's like blood like a bloody gape, gaping big hole and uh, and then he pulls it back out but then they're all fine the chick's fine and the guy's fine except now the knife is inside the uh, the, the possessed guy and immediately and it looks pretty fake but also pretty fucking rad and then uh, then he falls over and water spurts out of his mouth and we realise that the kid was possessed by the water demon and Angelo yeah and Angelo's like who is this kid I must find him and I must kill him. Because that's what serial killers do, I guess. <laughs> I wonder if they go home and they're just eating dinner and they're like, tomorrow, 8pm, find a victim. 9pm, kill the victim. I, I think of it more of like a sexual urge to kill. Really? No, I mean like, no, I, I mean akin to a sexual urge, you know, he has the urge to kill. I feel like it's more like me and KFC. <laughs> like... I could get some KFC. Oh, you only like it when you're like, drunk. I don't I really want to have KFC. I know it's pretty bad for me. But every now and then, the urge to have KFC is just too fucking strong. So I walk down to KFC, and I get myself a three-piece feed. And then I feel really bad about it while I'm eating it. And then I'm done, and the cycle continues You, you didn't do anything months. else while you were at KFC? Like... I think about a Zinger burger or something like that, and I think for a second to myself, you know what, maybe I should get the most healthy thing on the menu, like one of them wraps. And then I'm like, you know why I came here? <laughs> You're here. Just eat that shit. And then I do. It's usually when I'm doing overtime. Like, one of the days when I'm on overtime, I'm just like, mm, KFC, fuck. <laughs> so what, overtime makes you want to murder people? Okay. You know, when I first... I assume the urge is the same. <laughs> when this podcast first started off, um, at first I thought it was going to be like an ad for Weller Hair and, or Morris Mead or something. Now it's turned into psychology of a serial killer via KFC 101. Mike, I'm really worried that you bring up a sexual urge to kill people. I'm more worried, <laughs> I'm more worried about Nathan, really. I think we were both trying hey, to describe the me. urge of a serial killer, not that we ourselves have those similar urges. Mike, you have children. Of course you want to kill people. <laughs> I have a serial urge to murder some potato and gravy right now. <laughs> I have a sexual urge to continue with this podcast. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let me just zip myself back up. Zip. Um, so Shinji, don't. <laughs> so, uh, this Angelo, he has a real hard on for this uh, Josuke character. He really wants to try and kill him, right? Uh, and they 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 show Josuke in like a at his house. He plays like the computer game, and his mom's there, and his granddad's there. It's kind of like ah, found. 
You know, I just want to bring up, like, as an avid gamer myself, before we go on, why is it in all these movies, they always get the controller and ring it around, like, they never sit there, they never have it in one position, it's always like, they're jumping around in their seat, the controller's got near their eyes, near their ears, down, up, down, you you don't play, who plays games like that? Actors. Because it's fucking boring with the controllers, you've got to make it look interesting. I'm just, I'm going to point out, it's the same reason people drive and all crazy in movies when they're like, whoa, Because you're trying to be, you're trying to act, right? So you can't just sit there and be like normal person. Like a real actor, like a really good actor, could sit there and make that interesting to look at. Their face would change or something. But these guys are not great actors. They're average actors. It's just like the club, a club scene. Like you when you have a boring ass club scene, it's always like not the same as the club. You know, like I'm sorry, but drivers. Like I've seen Fast and Furious movies. The only thing they do is change gears all the time. That's it. That's all they do. They don't, they don't turn the change gears. Gearbox act. You know what? There's no cars in this movie. There are no, maybe in this world there are no cars. Not a one. That's a lie. There's a tiny toy car and a lot of toy tanks. <laughs> <laughs> so this scene of uh, Josuke and his family in the family home goes on for a long time, and his mum's kind of like, "You should be more healthy. You should look after yourself." Oh, granddad, stop drinking! And it's like, uh, "I'm a milf. You should listen to me." Uh, and his mum looks, looks all of like ten years older than him. Banging, <laughs> and uh, they sort of figure Tokes. out. His father's not there. High five later. The granddad's still a part of the police force. Blah, 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 blah. Gramps. Gigi. And the reason why they set all this up to make you like his family is probably because somebody's going to die. He's a normal boy with normal problems. Except for the fact he can cure any disease and fix any house or any problem, really. Really, if you think about it. Fuck that guy. (laughs) He's got no problems. But he's playing his game, and then uh, the the serial killer guy ends up finding the house, and he realizes that jo- Jojo's. We're gonna call him Jojo. Jojo's granddad. Uh, 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 we, we've skipped way ahead. Yeah, like us. we're just we're just missing huge space of this fucking <gasps> film. This was your idea in the first place because nobody here wants to do this move, this yeah. podcast, this long. This so, entitled. We're skipping to it. So the next day, he's on his way to school, and. Uh, the the doofy friend gets stopped by a guy all dressed in white with a groovy hat and yeah, man. And if you can't tell, this guy is definitely some cool brother <laughs> from another mother. And he's got Joe on his head, yo. And this is the great thing about this this character: the Joe on his hat never stays in the same place twice. <laughs> it it constantly moves. His hair and the back of his hat has actually grown around it. If you can imagine a hedge. That is overgrown over a tree or like a, a bike, and it's just overtaken it. And uh, he, to their credit, again, he doesn't look fucking ridiculous. This guy's name is Chitaro. Again, not played by Hiroyuki Sonata. He's there, and he's looking pretty sweet. He's uh, like a lawyer looking guy. I don't actually know what he's there for because he doesn't. Really... He's there to tell Jose about his family, yo. <laughs> this uh, actor is Yusuke Isaya. So basically, he um, he sets up explaining. So your dad's name was Joseph. He was my grandfather. I'm technically your nephew, even though I'm older than you, because your dad is seventy nine. He's an old man. Gramps. They do take a moment here to uh, to introduce their stands that further the concept of the stand because uh, they're getting along, and then uh, that's when Jitaro mentions some comment about Jessica's hair. And that's a no-no. It's kind of like calling Marty McFly chicken. Just gets standing there and he's like, what'd you say? And then he gets his uh, his stand, Shining Diamond or Crazy Diamond, to punch. And that's when we see Jotaro's stand, 
Which is kind of like, I don't know, what, what is he? Looks like Saint Seiya. Yeah, it looks like that. Uh, <laughs> you have no idea what that is, do you? Nah, no idea. Me either. Um, Nathan, please explain. What? Looks like 70s Fist of, Fist of the North Star with like armor on and really flowy black hair, but you can't really tell because it's bad CG. But that's what he looks like. Who has the ability to freeze time, which seems really cool and really powerful. These stands are overpowered. Guy can fix anything and this guy can freeze time. Uh, and he's conveniently disappeared for most of the film, especially when you need him. And he's really there just to sprout exposition and give him a little bit of backstory. And speak really good English. Yeah, he does speak really good it's English. Especially from Europe, right? You guys are saying. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. there were subtitles and they were in Japanese. And I was like, what the fuck? I can't understand this. And then I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> I can understand the words. <laughs> using my ears. And this is funny too. We never actually talked about this. He's talking to some unknown organization about it. Yeah, his organization. His. Sam literally went, nani. These people, these people, like, in the first season, in the first like group of like just his first Jojo's Bizarre Adventure his Joseph Joestar which is I assume his granddad who's uh, Josuke's dad um, like fights a guy Dio blah 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 it's not a big deal they fight a bunch of vampires and there's other evil things essentially they're like a super group that fights evil bad guys evil spirits with their Pokemon <laughs> you gotta catch him oh gotta catch him all. so uh, we flick over to the next um, a bit of the plot line, which is uh, the serial killer meeting up with bow and arrow guy who made him yes. and uh, basically saying, what do I do for you? And and so, yeah, so they, they meet up and they sort of, what happens? He shoots they, around him. They have have a weird dinner together. Mm-hmm. Where, in a weird place. In a weird place. Before this, though, made uh, serial killers. bow and arrow guy shoots a random guy who's kind of losing his shit in the subway. That's and, right. And nothing happens. Nothing happens. Like, oh, it didn't take two. Sorry. So not everybody the shot of Cupid's arrow turns into a, a stand. They have to have the right will. Kicho and Nichimura. Let's just call him Nichimura. Yeah, well, they're both Nichimura, though. Brothers. Nobody knows what this bow and arrow for except to... Uh, Trigger stand. Tr- yeah, to make people's latent abilities kind of come forward. Um, but he's having dinner with Angelo, the serial killer. And you're kind of thinking like, man, Angelo's pretty dangerous. He's got water coming out and flitting around. His actual um, stand is called uh, Liquid Necklace. Oh, sorry, Aqua Necklace. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, luckily they weren't made out of pearls. Am I right? <laughs> Shinji! Um, so, um, he's, he's standing there. He's having dinner. I don't know what's he eating. It looks like he's just... Cutting up a chicken or something. Yeah, Nichimura's eating like a steak, and he looks like he's eating a piece of paper. He's not picking all the bo- all the meat off the chicken, dumping it on the plate, and then picking up the bones. And then <laughs> he dunked the bone and in his the water. Bone in the water to stir it. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" So he tries to intimidate uh, Nijimura, but then that's when Nijimura does something, and I don't know if it's a stand or something, but it looks like what is it? Kind of like a. Uh, a barrage of bullets or tiny like holes appear all around like he's being pelted with bullets but they're tiny little bullets and he's laying there going I was just kidding I was just kidding so clearly this Nijimura character is dangerous but we don't know what how how he's doing this or I certainly didn't know how he was doing it um, and so that's when Angelo is like I'm gonna get this Josuke guy I'm gonna get this guy and well, he uh, goes what can I do for you and and basically he's, he goes you can work for me and that's yeah. all, all we kind of said. It doesn't really give him any direction. Nijimura doesn't really have any motivation in this film other than to just be a bad guy. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. 
Um, so Angelo is there, and he goes and finds Jojo's place, and he realizes he's actually after the granddad, who's the cop, because the cop yeah. was after him. And then he realizes, oh, hang on a minute, I'm going to kill the cop's family. Yeah. No, 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 you've got that the wrong way. He follows Jojo because you see, there's a scene where he's like in a in a building that's at street level with a window, and um, Jojo walks past. True. And he goes, oh, so he follows Jojo to the house. And then he realizes because in the beginning of the film, the the uh, Gramps, the old cop, tries to ring the people in the house, and his name comes up, and he recognizes the name on on the letterbox and goes, "Ah, oh, that's the cop too. Two birds with one stone." Yeah. So at first, um, the first victim he tries to get is uh, Jojo's or Josuke's mum, and because she drinks some water, but then Josuke sees like a water hand coming out of her mouth, and he's like, "Holy shit!" So that's when he uses his stand. To, what does he do? He punches... He punches a... Ho- oh, he's holding an, an empty bottle. He punches through the mother and with the bottle and then pulls it back, pulling out the water and the bottle and then reforms the bottle around the water. Yeah. This is the one thing I don't get, though. The mum doesn't have any recollection or feel anything of it. Because if you don't have a stand, you can't see it or sense it. Yeah, but the, the guys in the beginning, when he the stand punched him... Yeah, they just felt like... How did I get down here and why am I bleeding? He doesn't heal them straight away. He, he, the way you should think about it is he's, heal, he's fixing his mum and doing the action that he's doing at, exa- at the same time. And it's so so he's, breaking, he's breaking the glass, he's healing his mum, he's taking the thing out of his mum and he's healing the glass pretty much all at the same time. That's the only way I can see it working. Yep. And so far she doesn't even realise that it's happened. That's crazy. While this is happening, uh, Angelo is outside hanging out in the rain. And it's at this point, um, he's got him trapped uh, in the bottle, the, the water spirit. And Angelo's outside. And, and he, starts, he starts shaking mm. it. And Angelo starts like being shook around and rolling around on the floor. And you realize there's like a direct connection between the stand and... and Pretty funny because he's thrashing around the sand. Going, this is what at happens? night in rain. What happens to the stand happens to the man. Stand the man. Ha <laughs> ha! I'm feeling the actor's really enjoying this part as well. He's really getting into throwing himself in the mud yeah. and rolling around. You know, that conversation probably went less. Why don't you throw yourself around in the mud? I'm not doing it. Here's your paycheck. Give me. I'll do it again. I'll, I'll do best defense too. What? So he calls, uh, Josuke calls Jatara and he says, Hey man, look, I caught, I caught this stand and it's in a bottle. And Jatara's like, don't take your eyes off of it. And so what does he do? He puts them on the table and he goes and plays his video games. Damn, kids. I know, right? Their attention spans are so short. Sorry, what we're talking about? <laughs> so, he's playing games and his granddad comes in and then uh, just gets like, holy shit, I've got to go run a bath for mum. And so, he runs upstairs and then the stand in the in the bottle goes, oh shit, son, I'm going to turn myself into some sake. And then he like changes the color of the water and then puts like a fake label on. So, granddad thinks that it's a, a bottle of sake. Before we go on, can you actually get bourbon colored sake? I know this is a mistranslation. I don't know what. Yeah, maybe it's not sake. Maybe it's just whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey or bourbon. They do or like whiskey in Japan. <laughs> so, Granddad goes upstairs and uh, Jojo comes back down and he's playing his video games and he hears this thump and he thinks it's his granddad doing weights again. And so, he leaves it. But then, he notices that the bottle's gone and he goes upstairs and holy shit, Granddad's on the floor and he's just spewed up blood everywhere. There's a giant hole in his chest as well. Yeah. And Jojo's like, don't worry about it. Don't even phase, man. 
And then he reaches down and heals his granddad, but then his granddad's it's at still this not moving. exact same time that uh, his nephew arrives to the house. Yeah, Jitaro. Jitaro! Jitaro shows up! And uh, that's when they realize, when they go downstairs, that there's water all over the kitchen. Like every every container in the house, every bottle, every tap, everything that, that has water running out of it or can be tipped over and water spilling out has been done, yeah. tipped over, unlocked. Because you can seal it. If your bottle's got a lid, they can't get out of it. But the moment you open the lid, that's when they, things go crazy. So the only thing to tap this guy as a stand is a lid on a bottle, really. What did it look like? Who did, who, who did it look like had been there, Scott? Oh, so, sorry. I just, the wet bandits. The wet bandits strike again. I was thinking about something else. What? Free t-shirt to those who know what wet bandits are. Also, the mum character, you never see her again for the rest of the film. No. You do. Incorrect. No? The funeral scene. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. And in my dreams. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, they, they go downstairs and that's when Jotaro, he starts to turn all the taps off. And uh, he's like, holy shit, man. This thing could be anywhere because there's water everywhere. And that's when like, this water stand just comes out of nowhere and just pops around and is uh, smashing all of the, the buildings and everything. Um, and then that's when the kettle starts to, to heat up and then the room starts to fill with steam. And Jotaro's like, dude, don't even breathe. He's in the steam and he can get inside you. And, uh, and that's when Josuke uses his stand to smash a hole in the wall, run behind the wall that's broken, and then fix the wall back up again. Pretty handy, I know. And then there's in the room and they're like, ah, shit, we're safe. But then they realize, oh, no, the humidifier's been going on in this room. Our colds are going to be cured. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> the humidifier's been going, so they've been breathing it in this whole time. And then uh, Josuke is standing there, and then he suddenly starts having his convulsions, like, and, uh, and then he realizes that he'd breathed in the steam, and that's where the stand was the whole time. And the, uh, the guy who's talking, the bad guy, Angelo, he's just like, ah, ha, ha, motherfucker, I got you, I got you, I'm so much smarter than you, I'm about to laugh my guts off. I think that was the translation. <laughs> and, uh, and then that's when they have that moment, like the anime moment, when suddenly the music starts to kick in and you realize, oh shit, good guy's not done yet. And that's when Josuke's like, I got you right where I want you. And I'm like, well, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? And what does he do? He vomits up a rubber glove. Because this guy, uh, Nathan, you explain it because you, you've seen some of the anime and like this guy's basically five steps ahead no matter what. Well, that's a lot, how a lot of the, like essentially the way that a lot of these battles have to play out is you have to be thinking 10 moves ahead because of the powers of the stands and shit. But in this particular situation, there is a close-up of a rubber glove in the sink during the during the process. And I actually think they show you later that it's missing, like during when they're showing stuff. What, what uh, Josuke has done is he's cut it up and eaten it, and then he's fixed it in his gut around the, the stand of the water stand, and then he's vomited it out because he can fix things at any Tying point. Tying a knot. Tying a knot, yeah. So he's trapped it again, just like he did in the bottle. Bam! Best, Thinking. best performance with a rubber glove. <laughs> Don't you reckon it'd be fucked up if he ate, like, KFC, and then he turned it into a whole chicken in his gut? You'd be so it'd sick. It'd be tastier than oh, a I K- want to see a live chicken. Tasted eating a rubber a rubber glove. I don't know how he did it or how uh, small you know, he cut it up. This yeah. has got nothing. Actually, because we brought up KFC and him do what you just said then, I'm going to bring up here in West Australia, we actually have a chicken and egg shortage. Can you believe that shit? Do we? We do. On site, I we noticed. have to be careful how much chicken we, I we use and cook and eggs we like city that. city folk haven't noticed. Damn, we need somebody to put a chook in every pot. 
plenty of eggs in this house. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking, if you ate something delicious... And you, you wanted to eat it again. Yeah, yeah, I could eat this again. Didn't you think of that when you're a kid, you like, just just chomp it up and but then how you would you do that? later like, and then you still have a taste in your mouth? That's incredible. I'm disgusting, aren't I, thanks? Oh. What, does, what does he do, like, fish it out of the toilet and then just reconstitute it again? Just shoot through his belly, brings it out. Oh, this burger's delicious, I'm going to eat it again. <laughs> so, they go upstairs and he tries to heal his granddad. He goes, because he already tried to heal him, but he went back up and he's like, granddad's still sleeping. He doesn't realise that he's too late, and this is where he becomes a man. Because he realises he can't fix every problem with his magic powers. Because Sometimes up to this, shit's real. Up to this point, he's been aloof. He's like, ah, not interested in the stands. Ah, not interested in the stands. Also, this movie goes for just under two hours. We're about 50 minutes in, and this is the most action we've seen so far. It's very slow burn. More of a thriller. It would, it would have been really poignant if Josuke had like gotten his nose and just nudged his granddad. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, granddad. <laughs> He doesn't do that. He's just sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> he just went, I don't care. I can heal him. Whatever. Uh, then he goes, oh, when they're already dead, I can't bring them back to life. Ah. Oh. And we learned a very harsh lesson. So then the next scene is, um, <laughs> it's funny because he's sitting in, um, I think he's in Gramp's room reading, a, a looking at a photo album or something like that. And the mum walks in. Surprisingly chirper that her father has just, you know, been brutally murdered. Hang on, you just skipped the whole resolution to this fight. He threw up a glove. He he goes outside to find Angelo and he beats the the glove up, throwing Angelo around a bit. And then he basically, Angelo says, what are you going to do, kill me? And he goes, no, you're not going to die. This this scene is a little bit... No one's going to hurt you. Yeah, I don't know what the point... Like, was this trying to prove that he can do stuff without killing somebody? Or is this just a... It's showing how powerful he is, I think. Yeah, but he, what does he actually do? He's sort of benevolent as well. Because, you know, he hurts his, his um, enemies and then he heals them. But in this case, because this guy's such a massive dick, he doesn't actually kill him. Isn't it like a comment on the capital punishment system? He punches a rock and his hand and then heals the hand into the rock, right? Yeah. And then he smashes this massive boulder and heals Angelo into the boulder. That would kill him. I feel like this is needing a Arnold Schwarzenegger like one line like "Rock on" or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Don't be so stone faced. What's the What's the ice guy? Or whatever it's called. Ice. Ice. Ice guy. Ice guy. <laughs> ice guy. Got a pair of clinkers on you. <laughs> he Mr. put him in the rock because he wasn't such an ice guy. He was a bad guy. Looks Anyone? Like you're caught between a rock and a hard place. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I like to think that he's uh, doing some kind of Buddhist shit, putting him in the rock like monkey. Five hundred years. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of Mister Freeze. I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a rock <laughs> with uh, a face, but the rock has his face on it, like. Show me what you got. The gun is good. The penis is evil. (laughs) He's like Master Shake shit. Uh, (laughs) So Granddad's dead. Everybody just show him over in silence, please. Keep keep laughing. (laughs) Cramps. Time for the funeral. And and Mum, Hot Mum, is kind of like, it's okay. Everyone else is wearing black and changed their clothes. Jojo, not so much. Jojo never changes his clothes because he's a bad. It's his style. Yeah. 
Um, Which, by the way, is just like he wears these, they're sort of like black cowboy boots. He wears these long black pants, um, a long black trench coat with sort of pins all over, some brass pins all over it, and a like dark blue navy singlet. It's a singlet with zips from where his nipples would be down to like the bottom. And I'm just thinking like, what are they like, cooling zips? (laughs) It's a singlet. You don't need to be any cooler. If you were any cooler, you'd take it off and be naked. So I don't understand the point of the zips. Jojo, what's the point of the zips? If you wanted to be cooler, he'd be a leather singlet or something like that. I'm just going to say, there is no point. Have you, you've seen this, the fashion, you've at least seen the style and the fashion, right? Previously, it's all about being fucking fabulous. It's very Nazi-ish. What? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it's Gestapo-ish. Huh? That's the undertones of the whole thing. Why? Yeah. Huh? Huh? Why? Nani? Nani? Anyway, so at the funeral, uh, Josuke looks over slightly and sees, who does he see? The bad guy. I was going to say your mum, man. Nijimura. Nijimura. And, 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 he, and, and he smiles at him like, yeah, let's go fuck in the, in the, in the cemetery. He does. Like, he gives him that look. I see you. So he follows him and then, and what's his name again? Ki, Kichoji? Kochi? Koichi follows him as well and he goes, they walk up this really creepy mansion. He's like, awesome mansion. And he's like, this place is fucking creepy. And he's like, yeah. And where's then he it from, shot Nathan? in the chest. Where's it from, Nathan? Where's what from? The mansion. Roaring. Oh, Roaring Fire. It looks a little bit like the Roaring Fire mansion. It is. A teeny, teeny tiny bit. Uh, it also looks a little bit like a soundstage. It also looks a little bit like it's Spain. a back lot from uh, Disneyland or something. Haunted yeah, Mansion. It's not in Spain. It's right by the ocean. It's the set from the failed Castlevania movie. You know Spain is near the ocean, right? So is Australia. So is Japan. <laughs> They're all on the ocean, bitches. That's what islands do. <laughs> now, uh, I just want to shout loud around. Necessarily Spain's an island. I don't I think it's part of the European continent. Guess what? It's on an ocean. It's an island. Is it got a <laughs> is it got a beach? Yeah. Is it landlocked? No. Beach. Yeah. Winds. Island. The continent is landlocked with ocean around it. <laughs> okay, Idaho <laughs> is landlocked. They don't have it. That's not an island. Idaho or Idaho? <laughs> I don't trust my geography from Christian. <laughs> so I Google it. What I wanted to say is guess who is in this film, mother bitches? Sonny Cheever. <laughs> that's right. His mature sperm is in this movie. And he is a part of Sonny Cheever. Sonny Cheever's son is in this film. Sonny you know, Chiba also gives his son the weird names. What's his name? Mac and you. Mac and you. Yeah. Mac and me, Mac and go, you. Go figure. <laughs> and they had to <laughs> You know, it's funny. Th- this guy's hairstyle is like... It's going to be a kid in a wheelchair and he's going to fly off a cliff. <laughs> this guy's like... His hair is like... Jojo's like full... Like going full Saiyan. And he's like almost there. Like he, his sided hair is green. He's got little bits at the back, but his hair hasn't come out yet. It's like he's still got this. He's got this. It's like a miniature version of what JoJo's got in his head. It's, it's like, like a bleach it's undercut. It's like two layers. Yeah. Imagine a bleached undercut, but the undercut bits were swept up into some kind of like a bun, like a loaf, like a bread loaf. Are you saying he got bangs in real life? Bangs, bangs go over your face like this. There's like a fringe. That's what a bang is. I thought it was more like a dog, you know, that has like two different colored fur, <laughs> like a poodle that just had this like like Egon from Ghostbusters. 
I think we're missing the most important thing is the sculpting of the eyebrows. <laughs> They're like triangle, jagged little bits of nothingness. And they are not Sonny Cheever's eyebrows, but they're still making a statement. And that statement is, I'm kind of a dumbass. Well, I think he purposely shaved the eyebrows so that people wouldn't mistake him for Sonny Cheever. They saw the eyebrows and they're just like, no, they have to go. They look like upside down, oh, sorry, normal use. People, people might not know this, but Sonny Chiba actually has a copyright on his eyebrows, and even his own son cannot represent the same <laughs> eyebrows on film. It's a breach of copyright. Can you imagine that conversation? Son, you have my blood. You'll always be part of me, but I'll kick your ass if you do my eyebrows. <laughs> cannot have those eyebrows. I have to say he's not a bad actor, though. I don't know if that's unlike Sonny Chiba or like Sonny Chiba. He, he plays an idiot quite well. Like a, like, <laughs> sort of like a, a loyal idiot. Yeah, he's playing a loyal idiot. No, anyway, no, they yeah. have a little bit of a stand fight here, I guess. And uh, Joe Toro is nowhere to be found at this point. Not yeah. anyway. So we'll add that there's a bunch of like Greco-Roman-y statues lying around the yard. Um, signs. As, as a setup. We're actually in the Pantheon, you know. <laughs> so he goes on the exposition explanation to explain that his power... Are you suggesting an exposition explains something? Yes. I won't hear it. Uh, <laughs> his power takes things away. He has a hand. Uh, his stand has this right hand. It and looks like the Iron Giant. Yeah, and when he swipes at something, he erases it from like reality and then the two parts that are on either side stitch themselves together and uh, this is they show this because there's a sign he swipes at the sign the middle it disappears and the other two bits kind of join together again and then he explains that he can also use it to uh, erase space because if you're sitting like you know 10 feet away he can erase the space between you and then it sucks you in right uh, I should mention at this point uh, just before when they're at the funeral somebody said how long is this, Phil? <laughs> and then somebody else said, it's two hours and this is only halfway. And we were like, oh shit, I thought this was over. And that's when we had to like buckle in and, and kind of go, oh jeez. But then when I saw that it was Sonny Chiba's son, I was like, I'm strapped in, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Hit me. Um, so yeah, so Sonny Chiba's kid is there. Uh, I think his name is Osiaku. Um, and he, he pulls a good mugging face. So the most obvious thing happens. Jojo, or Josuke, Steps in front of a statue, pre-showing exactly what's going to happen. He then swipes, removing the air, and he steps out of the way, and the statue gets thrown towards him and knocks him out. And then Josuke looks around for his friend who's been shot with the arrow. I can't fucking find him. We forgot about that bit. No, I, t- I said it. I oh, said that they, they, they both went into the thing, and he got shot with an arrow. Yes, I fucking did. <laughs> you won't be able to hear that on the podcast, by the way. Anyway. I turned you down a long time ago. <laughs> so, um, so he goes into the creepy mansion looking for his friend. There's a blood stain. He's following the blood stain, and and then we get a bit of a monologue. <laughs> What's yeah. the monologue? No one knows Mono. what it is. Mono. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there's a big uh, fucking monologue and monologue, and he's explaining that. Uh, Basically, he, he can't understand what happened to his brother. Because, like, it turns out that Sonny Chiba's son and the the main bad guy are brothers, so to speak. And he keeps calling... And the main bad guy keeps calling Jojo um, his brother as well. They all come from the same father. Now, he's trying to sit there and go, you know, what's... I don't know how you beat my brother, but you won't beat me. And his brother comes in 
and tries to um, stop him. But the the evil guy's superpower kicks in and he just puts holes in everything. These little microscopic holes in everything. Anyway, um, Jojo jumps out of the way and his brother gets riddled all up his face and his arm and everything like that. And he's basically dying. And Jojo goes, I'll save you. Goes to, um, to pull him away, but the, he gets keep getting chopped by these little things that are coming out of nowhere. We don't see what they are. Manages to get drag the guy away, but his arm is all shot up to pieces. He uses his power to heal the um, the brother, and he goes, "Why? Why did you do that?" And he goes, "Just because, you know, whatever." Nobody needs to die. Yeah, you don't need to die. I'm suddenly Batman. Um, I'll beat the shit out of you, but I won't kill you. You know. Now I've got to go save my friend. So he goes back up there. And he goes, I'm going to go and fight. And the brother comes out, no, stop. You don't need to do this. And then we find out what the uh, the brother's superpower is. Which is absolute bullshit because you know what? Now he heals, he heals um, the guy first because the brother removes the space and drags the body towards him. Yeah. And then he heals. So the, Koichi gets pulled towards yeah, um, he heals, Kosuke. Yeah. And he, he heals Koichi. So he's alive again. And he goes, stand behind us. And then, bad guy appears again. And this is when I was fully invested in this film, when I realized that this was a work of art. <laughs> because coming down all in the sky are these little domes. And at first I thought, are these drones? Have drones been shooting people this whole time? And then no, they're actually parachutes. And hanging off the parachutes, little fucking army men. And then I thought, is his stand the ability to animate toys? And then Nathan made a very good point, which is, you can animate the toys, but how do you make the guns work? And I said, but what other explanation could there be, Nathan? How else could you get little men? And then he just said, fucking magic, son. <laughs> fucking magic. <laughs> and it really didn't explain anything at all. <laughs> Turns out that this guy's stand is a miniature army of helicopters, stealth helicopters, tanks, and army men with machine guns and missiles. And that's why the holes are so small, because they're like, the size of a pencil. It's small people shooting small guns. It's making the most small holes. fucking ridiculous thing I've ever heard of and so amazing. And so it's called Bad Company. Always translated worst company. worst company for some reason. Yeah. And they're, they're pretty cool. And for the first time in my life, I've actually thought about how miniature army men and tanks and all that would be a threat because realistically, the first thing I know that all of us thought when we saw that was why aren't we just swiping and stepping on these things? I get a run up and kick a tank out the window. Why are we the, worried about the this? The first thing I thought is they start firing and he lets his stand go out and block all the bullets. And the first thing I thought was, why didn't he do that just before when he was getting fired at? Now, Nathan, you said off air during the podcast, uh, during the review that a lot of these stands have like band names in the manga. Yeah. So obviously we can't, there can't be a direct. Uh, the movie can't be exact to the manga because there's or so much music, of it. Or songs or that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so some of them are called like Red Hot Chili Pepper. and Yeah, um, like the main bad guy in the first scene is Dio. His name is fucking Dio. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the group of bad, the, the bad company, that's bad too, bad yeah. company. There's one called Speedwagon. Like, they're, they're fucking, yeah. Is there one called Hootie and the Blowfish? One called Blowfish. Possibly, there's Green Day. Blowfish is the, uh, the, the um, main one. There's also many things he could have done here because he can break things and then he can fix them so he could have broken things and made them all fall into a hole and then fixed it. Yeah, like, there's many, I'm many like, things he could have break done. Break the floor. Let them fall through. They could fly. 
He's got some helicopters. Yeah, well, at least you're, like, getting rid of 90% of his army. Before they go into a full-scale assault, um, Nijimura basically says, uh, I want to see Koichi's stand, because it turns out that he actually has a stand. And what he does... After is, getting shot with the arrow. Yeah, he gets, like, a little... One of his army men to go and stab him in the foot. And this just sends Koichi insane. Like, he's having this nervous breakdown. And he's kind of like... Dragon Ball because charges during up. during the middle of this is when he starts being able to see stands. Because that's something you find out early. When you've got a stand, you can see stands. So, he, it's like halfway through this, he starts seeing helicopters and shit just appear before his eyes. Like, what the fuck? True. That's Over 9,000! This is fucking amazing. Because then he, uh, he starts to glow. His hair increases. Like Vegeta. It, yeah, he looks exactly like Vegeta. He's gone Super Saiyan. And he's standing there and he has this aura. Like he's powering up. And then what appears is just like a big fucking Yoshi egg. <laughs> Hangs in the sky. And then it just falls down and it does nothing. And they were like, nothing. what the? And, uh, is and that it? At this point, I was like, holy shit, this is going to be like the best thing ever. And it does fuck all. It does nothing. Uh, and that's when um, Nijimura says, all right, fucking kill these guys. And, uh, and Josuke says, no, 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 you got to get the egg out of here because whatever happens to sand happens to you. So uh, Josuke kicks the shit out of this egg, and which sends Koichi flying as well. And so then you see uh, Josuke kind of just... What's he doing? He's doing like a, a Donnie Yen, Ip Man barrage punch against all of these bullets. Because the best way to attack bullets is to punch them with your fist. And uh, he's just standing going... Sounds like a monkey now. It sounds like Kenshiro. But... But what I was actually thinking during this whole bit is, well, why don't why don't instead of you punching the bullets, don't you just make your stand punch that guy in the face? Because he doesn't have a big stand to stop you getting punched in the face. Those little army men are going to stop nothing. Punch that dude in the face with your stand. Sorry, you got to extend this movie for another like forty five minutes to an hour. They try. They do try to make it very clever because um, at one point uh, Koichi's like, just stop it, man. Just stop it, peace, dude. And that's when um, Nejimura says, nah. Because uh, once I've given a command to the worst company, even I can't make it stop him from you know carrying it out. He countermand. Is that I what he says? Countermand. Yeah. I can't countermand it. I, I know what you guys are thinking right now. Like thinking, well, it's only army men. How bad could they be? But literally, there's a scene. I think it's um, Jojo gets his hand shot, and he holds it up, and you can see the light through his hand. Like it literally, yeah. these are lethal bullets. Like that, there's a scene where he's standing there in the room. And the walls are just littered with holes. So these, these guys are fairly lethal. They're not like, you know, like, you know, th- this this will shred you. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, because well, these helicopters shoot like these missiles. Sorry, Scott, you were saying? I was going to say, as goofy as these stands are, they are lethal. All yeah. of them. Yeah, otherwise, it'd be fucking ridiculous to be a little green man. Kind of going, ah, stab, stab, stab. <laughs> it'd be a joke. Um, but this these helicopters, like this is, this is just his final stand because he looks like he's about to go. And this helicopter shoot these two missiles at him, and he punches the missiles, and it shows his stand. You. Oh, sorry, his stand punches the missile, not Jessica. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Uh, and the stand punches the missiles, and the missiles explode, and that's when uh, Jessica just like slumps down on his knees, and he's just he's spent, he's spent, and uh, that's when Koichi comes in, and he's like, "Just stop it, man!" And that's when he powers up, and his egg starts to rise from the ground, and cracking everyone, open. Everyone's like, "Holy shit! This is it! This is it!" And his egg cracks open, and uh, I don't know if anybody at home is a parent or uses mass seeds, um, which is, I don't, you know what it is, Mike, don't you? No, reading eggs are mass seeds. Uh, basically, 
for achieving things. <laughs> Mike, Mike ain't teaching his kids nothing. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks, Dad. He just pays the bills. Essentially, for, for doing good maths and good English, you get an egg, and out of it cracks a creature that you can keep on your map. And out of this fucking egg comes like a, like a little turtle with wheels. Like some kind of little green lizard. Yeah, it's like a lizard, yeah. It looks like a piece of shit. And I thought <laughs> maybe it's like a cool thing, but no. It's like part skateboard, part lizard. Yeah, I was waiting for it to skate onto something. All the characters look at it and they're just like, that's a piece of shit. This is literally something that if you had a five-year-old, like basically one of your kids, to put together a creature using these items, that's exactly what they put together, you know? It's like... Just give your kids something to put in my animal and they'd make it. And you go, all right, that'll do. Yeah. And it's like little and cute like him. My turtle has wheels. I'm sorry, son, but animals don't have parts of engines. <laughs> it kind of floats towards him and goes, and falls on the ground and kind of wiggles around. And that's the last bit you see of it. It's like, what, did it die? What happened? Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Uh, but it does do one very important function which is divert his attention away from uh, from Jojo. Because I'm pretty sure the bad guy even looked at said, what the so Jojo's standing there, and this is when it's very clever, because he's like, now, this is my end game. And he realizes that he's actually reconstructed the missiles that were shot at him from the helicopters, and he's directed them back at Nijimura. And Nijimura like, says to his army guys, he's like, destroy those missiles! And the army men are looking at him going, eh? Nani? <laughs> and, uh, and that's when Josuke reminds him, he's like, once you have a command, you can't take it back. And they so can't destroy their own missiles. Yeah, the armor man can't stop their own missiles, and so these missiles fly towards Nejimura and just explode him. And then they basically start to disappear because he's been injured. And then they have a little, like him and uh, uh, Eggman, as I like to call him, they have a little bit of a moment. It's like, thanks, man, you bought me some time, and I was able to do my thing, and they do a little fist, fist bump. bump. And then they find some creepy stairs, and they go up the stairs. Yeah, you know, th- that fist bump thing, too, is like... Jojo holds his hand, fist out. Here's a fist bump. And this guy's like, I've been wanting acceptance this whole movie. I look at this fist. This is clearly a fist bump moment. And I'm like, second guessing myself. Pump it, son. Get on with it. Right. It would have been funnier if he went to shake the fist. <laughs> and uh, the post-production sound effects when he fist bump. Like, it's very he loud. He definitely has a, uh, like, Josuke's all bromance. But I'm pretty sure that guy is wanting romance. <laughs> it's funny because during the movie uh, at certain parts of when Jojo's at school he always has about three girls chasing him running walking with him chasing him but he never does anything it's just like you know you don't know that he could be unzipping his singlet as we speak <laughs> <laughs> when he went for the when he went for the fist bump I thought it would have been cool if Koichi had put his hands on either side and made a TIE fighter <laughs> you must have been getting bored then yeah I was <laughs> <laughs> One hour and 40 minutes. I kept, huh? going, I kept yelling, uh, like looking at the counter and the DVD player and just yelling, 20 more minutes. <laughs> so Hurry up on. the stairs they go to... Um, to we, we, then, we, then we change movies and we meet the Goonies. The it's also kind of a monster in the attic vibe. Yeah. He looks like, has anyone seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when they run into the uh, the, the, the planet full of like bureaucrats? <laughs> Drogons? And they're just this this creature, and it is uh, the Nejimura brothers' dad. It's actually the worst thing in this movie. Like it literally looks like they got a uh, like a uh, a tent or a sleeping bag and wrapped it up and put a face mask on it. It, it is ter- It's the worst thing in the whole. Even the CG, the bad CG in this movie, is better than this costume. They don't really explain how he got that way. Just that no. he got that way, and they can't undo it. 
Let me get another second long ass fucking monologue. I'm trying to use my bow and arrow to make someone who can kill it, because I can't kill it. <laughs> my brother can't kill it. I can't kill it. Nothing can kill it. <laughs> so this this thing is changed. Why do you try and heal it? Is that a kill it? <laughs> <laughs> this thing is like chained to a girder in the in the roof. And it's going through this box trying to put this this old picture together. And Jojo goes, all right, let's see what this is about. I love how you keep just calling him fucking Jojo this whole time. We've all been doing it. No, we haven't. Back me up here, fellas. Don't I have, be yeah. a ding-a-ling. That's what we call ding-a-ling. <laughs> 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 so anyway, Jojo uses his magic scion powers to uh, bring the box back to life <laughs> and the picture. And guess what the picture's of? Dad. Mum, him, and his brother. The, and the little kid had the best fucking hair. It's like he's got this blonde corridor <laughs> hair, even as like a four-year-old. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident with this that if we put all our hair together, we still wouldn't have the amount of hair of that kid had on his head at the time. It, it, yeah, Scott, you got something to say? Yeah, bugs and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, this is a community announcement brought to you by Channel 9. <laughs> Don't be a dingaling, kids. Uh, <laughs> we broke Scott. Do you want to sing the rest of it for us? Vitamins and minerals. Oh, teeth. <laughs> uh, so, um, I, I guess I should probably explain that song for those of you who, who aren't from Australia. <laughs> no, no, no let, let him Google it. Free t-shirt to anyone who gets it. I'm sure Scott will splice a, a sample in here somewhere. Plus 16 eagle crows. Hey, YouTube, Channel 9, Dingalings. You won't regret it. <laughs> you won't regret it. Mom, oh, actually, what's that, a dingling? That may not be what you think it is. <laughs> um, so there's a big massive exposition. It turns out that this creature who used to be their dad is still aware that he is the dad. And uh, that's when Nijimura... The older Nijimura, he's kind of like, nah, I can't, I can't stop now. I've killed too many people. And that's when you hear this like weird sound. And through the window comes this like remote control car. I, this is the part of the movie that I really don't understand. Obviously, this might have some context if you watch the series, but it's like this remote control like shell, basically, with a skeleton face on it. It's like a green shell from Mario. Yeah, basically, but it's blue and it just, and it jumps into, um, the bad guy's face. And it's like it's, came for number it's one, got like and heat, it got him. It's got no, it's got heat vision. It's aiming for the younger brother because younger brothers come up behind them at this point for some reason. Oh, that's right. He goes predator style. And he goes Fuck predator sure. style, and it jumps at him, and then the older brother pushes him out of the way, and it gets him in the chest, and sort of drills into his chest for whatever reason. And he turns around and faces the camera, and it's, and it's coming got the, the all skull the way coming. up. It's in its his body and into his mouth, and it's like the skull's like sort of like. Vibrating, gyrating in his mouth, yeah. like a little toy gun. Well, the, yeah. the most the scariest kind of skull is the one that's got this jaw flapping open, anyway. Ah, 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 uh, ah, 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 and then all of a sudden, there's a big explosion. The skull kind of looks like Eddie from Iron Maiden, if you get the reference. Yeah. And he goes, "Boom!" Glad you agree, Mike. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> and everyone's like, "What happened?" I'm like, "It's pretty fucking obvious. He's exploded." And they all run outside, uh, like, and the the the. The hench brother runs with him and's like, "There's nobody here. What happened? Who? What? Why? When? And how?" So obviously, there's going to be a sequel. Yeah. So then we just like skip to the next day, and they're like all heading off to school, like nothing happened. And the oh, greatest, wait. oh, except Something. for, except for 
Jojo now has a mustache. <laughs> Are you sure? I didn't say a mustache. I think- oh, it's mustachey. <laughs> oh, it could be his evil twin brother. Yeah, I think it's his brother. <laughs> go, go. <laughs> yeah, they'll never know it was me. Oh, what's that weird look you get from Komatsu Nana's character, whatever her name is again? You yeah, get so in, throughout the movie, the coach he goes to, her, she always stops him, and he's always like, "Oh, she goes." There's a part where he goes, "What do you notice different about me?" And he's like, uh, "Your hair, your nose, your face. Oh my God, your shoes! He's telling the God, like there's torture." End. And she goes, holds the nails out, and she's like, "Oh, you had your nails out. Oh, I'm glad you noticed." So she's always like mentally fucking with this guy, and in the end, he drives straight past her, and she sort of turns around, looks at him, and goes. You right. passed my test. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the funny thing is, as they're walking to school, three of them, um, Jojo, Gogo, and... Nijimura, brother. And, and, um, they, walk, they walk past the rock and go, Hi, Angelo. Hi, Angelo. You just see the funny looking face on the rock and then the movie ends and... No, it doesn't. We also get a hand. A hand on a table. That's foreshadowing. Interruption of the credits to show a room with uh, several trophies and the third place in everything. And And some books. Some vials. It tries tries to like link back like the serial killer from like a scrapbook of the. Yeah, that was the thing she was looking at in his his granddad's stuff. We assume it's all going to be. We're like, oh, too much. Too much. You know, this movie is probably not going to get a sequel. It already is getting a sequel. I want to see a sequel. I don't know. I thought like the lead up to it was really big. It was like so many like exhibitions and things with this, and I don't know. Well, you know what? There's a whole if anime makes and money. Manga series. Yeah, that really give a fuck. The end. Cool. That's the end of the film. I, I just want to say I'm looking at the cover of the DVD right now, and uh, and Jojo looks a little bit like Katie Lang. <laughs> I guess so. I his, ha- his hair looks like a cowboy hat. Just like, yeah, just like high pants, big jacket, Katie Lang. Katie Lang, thanks. Thumbs up. Make that, make of that what you will. So, so that was JoJo's bizarre adventure, and like I said, way better than I thought it was going to be. I was expecting more crazy. Really? I was expecting like yeah, some of the Because Mikay, because because just JoJo, the legacy of JoJo, and what I've seen is uh, can be like some of the video games, some of their crazy stand moves and stuff. And it was there was some crazy stuff in there, but I was expecting more crazy. Um, I thought some of the camera shots were okay. Like there's some shots in the house where it's filling up with water, where the camera sort of is moving along and you show all the water coming down the stairs. I thought it was kind of cool. And some of the lighting as Christian mentioned was kind of cool. The sets were cool. Did I mention the sets were cool? Cool, I want want to live in those houses. Yeah, I I sort of think this is more of a drama than, like, you look at the cover and, like, this is more of a drama than a... Almost like a teenage drama, but with, like, bad CG stands. Supernatural shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually expecting way more style because Jojo is pretty much all style. And there wasn't as much as I was hoping there was going to be. I thought it was going to impact me with visuals, and it didn't really. It went for a realistic tone, which was odd. Maybe the wrong director. I mean, realistic is not his his style. No, but he doesn't necessarily do realistic stuff. He does weird shit. To its credit, like... It wasn't as surreal as I thought it was going to be. The characters themselves had personality just with their look. Their look spoke volumes of them, like the hair, the way they wore their clothes and everything like that. It It was pretty much like dead on for what I know of Jojo. Um, he, he kind of, it felt like he was trying to ground it in reality, but it, you just really can't. So he like chose to try and pare it back as much as he could. Maybe they had a small budget for this one. I thought this was like a really good blue screen. 
<laughs> I mean, it's impossible to, to squeeze like 30 odd years of this franchise into a two hour movie, but it felt like they were building up and taking their time with this and it just didn't pay off that much, but I thought it was okay. Like if they did a sequel, they could go a lot more now that they've introduced and got everything set up. Just, uh, I just thought it was fine. It's like I, didn't, I expected this to be absolute trash, but it was actually quite okay, just super over long. Mm. Yeah, I give it seven pompadours. <laughs> I never so, know your rating system. <laughs> so now we go on to a. Oh, Scott, sorry, did you have something you no, want to no, say? No, no. I was just going to say, what what move do you want to do? Yeah, to our segment. Do do this at home. I was actually going to ask for a different thing. Oh. If you could choose a stand, what would your stand be? Hmm. What you make up one or front one from the movie? Fucking knock yourself out. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'd like to knock myself out <laughs> so I can sleep better. Do you know what would be a really cool stand is uh, every time I farted, it would lift me off the ground just a little bit. Like, you know, just like if I did a jump Sorry, and farted. You can't, that means you can't fart in secret then. Everyone would know that you've like done a, it. Like a double jump? <laughs> yeah. Like you jump. <laughs> you I, just, I think you should do it like Dale Sim Yoga, just hovering. Like, hang on, guys. Front yoga. <laughs> Right, what if you're in bed and you relax a little bit and burn and all of a sudden you're on the ground? Well, you'd have to you'd have to be very responsible with your powers. I, I couldn't. I'd just be like floating upstairs and shit. I'd take the stairs, go. Brruh, brruh, brruh. Yeah, I'd go on my skateboard and I don't even need to push. <laughs> it's great for when you get old. Then never need to walk again or buy a gopher. Well, it could also be a way that I lose my hip. <laughs> walking and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> not again. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, that's my stand. To be honest, I, I, I think it's... if I had one power, I'd probably have like JoJo's one just because it'd just be really cool just to like go somewhere and someone's giving you shit and just have like a hundred, hundred hand slap somebody. Um, like, I don't know what hit him. Yeah. And it's like, all right, ready. Put them up. One, two, three. What the fuck? Um, Christian called the erasing ability the stationary one. So, as an aficionado of stationary, <laughs> I would like to have the ability to erase things. <laughs> the only trouble with you, Rach, is you probably, when you're at work, like kids are coming, like, I don't like you erase. <laughs> well, I, child? No. I do sometimes wish for a trap door. Don't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with stop in time. It's always useful. It, it is pretty useful. Is it though? My only problem with stopping time is if you start to get a little bit too crazy with it. By the time you're like, it's the evening, you're like a 50-year-old man. <laughs> and everyone's like, damn, you age. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm really good at the piano. I could, I'd, I'd abuse that so much. I'd be like going to JB Hi-Fi stop time, trying to carry big-ass TV out. How do I fuck do I get this oh. home? You know, like, it just, you, you go crazy. In fact, I want to change my mic. You're having mine. I'm having yours. <laughs> That's Looting. <laughs> I would like the opposite... Of um, of uh, not spit it out, man. Joe case maybe. Yeah, I think I'd like the opposite. He fixes things. I'd just like the ability to break everything. <laughs> but he can do both. No! <laughs> break you... everything, but no one knows it's me. Oh, we knew it was you. My couch. <laughs> My couch. <laughs> entropy. The power of entropy. You could, could you imagine that? You just push something over and leave the room. <laughs> Who did that? Can you imagine that? You're driving along in a freeway. Your car falls apart. Fucking Nathan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right that's that's a good one that's a good one so do do that at home kids if you're at home and you could have any power what would it be 
Not looting, because we don't condone that. You that's don't bad. condone that. That's bad. Uh, would you watch this video, partner? I probably wouldn't. I uh, I uh, vote that we strip this question from the record and replace it with the which stunt do you think hurt the most? Oh, yeah. Because the watch for your partner is generally just like, eh, that's no, lame. No. From now on, I'm st- let's You'll, do the which stunt would hurt As I'm more. single, that's not really going to happen. So. All right. <laughs> which stunt hurt the most? I'm going to say... <clears throat> I'm going to say... It was uh, the guy throwing himself all over the place on the floor when he was getting shook up. I'm pretty sure that is the only stunt. I beg to differ. The guy on the subway was kicking that fence pretty hard. <laughs> he would have hurt his there ankle. There wasn't a lot of stunts. Oh, oh, actually, I, I think the, the one stunt that stood out was the stunt bike. The stunt, the, bike. stunt bike in the beginning. Oh, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. He did go flying over his handlebars at one point, didn't he? Yeah. We just forgot that some stuntman had his head blown right off with a blue <laughs> shell. That would have fucking hurt. So Jojo attempting to comb his hair. <laughs> Hell to the hairdresser. Didn't one of the bad guys look a bit like Mars? Like a young Mars? <laughs> it was one of the guys in the alleyway. I was like, damn, that's Mars! <laughs> Or maybe Mars's kid. Or maybe his grandkid. Surprise <laughs> his nephew. Ratchet and stunt work. <laughs> That's a good question, Scott. I'm glad you asked. Or listeners at home, if you ask that question, one of our thousands, nay, tens of listeners. <laughs> the questions that you want answered. That, yeah, that's right. Coming at you. Um, any, any reader mail? Does anybody have any reader mail? We got a couple of... Um, <laughs> Did you get any bad Sugar. comments on Facebook? Any bad comments on any Facebook? Any nice comments on Facebook? Um, uh, I don't think anyone said, yo, what happened to your, your podcast? I don't think anybody <laughs> said that. That's positive. No one complained. They got two They got two bonus episodes at once. Nah, man. Nobody complained. But I bet they probably celebrated. They probably, <laughs> they probably listened to them all. We're probably bigger in Ireland than we ever have been. <laughs> Irish listeners love us, apparently. Cracked the top 200 for a couple of minutes. <laughs> All time. Just remind people to to what? Rate and review us. Rate and review us. We crack we crack the top. No, two no hun- review us. <laughs> we, we crack the top two hundred just in time for the for the worst sounding episodes to come. Yeah, out. I know. Yeah, that was unfortunate. That was unfortunate. But good news actually for if we're keeping because everybody loves to support a winner is uh, our interactions on on Facebook, social media, Facebook, on Twitter, and uh, and all those places have never been higher. Um, Twitter, I, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. we are, we are quite well liked by a lot of, uh, bikini Russian models on Instagram. Um, so that, that's positive. I don't know how they're listening to us because when you, at least for my self esteem, (laughs) (laughs) I'm calling it. So thanks thanks for listening. And, uh, this is my department. (laughs) Please. Uh, if you feel like it. Give us a review. And if you're going to do a one star or a two star, make it funny. Damn right. You better do it. Bye. 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 Adios. Bye. Nani? Do you know a really cool stand is uh, every time I farted, it would, <laughs> it would lift me off the ground just a little bit.